Hello, I'm Christina Glickman and welcome to Extra Life and Style Unscripted, the podcast. This show and my energy are like Oprah's Super Soul Sunday meets Gucci Love Parade. If you love that, I think you'll love this show. We'll talk about entrepreneurship, fashion, edgy motherhood, aging, everything in between to shift your energy into greater possibility for a life unscripted. Because after all, I built this show for you, for us. Let's go. This is a Soul Fire production. In this episode, we talk about the feeling we have when we think that the world is ending in the midst of a situation. Now, I know intellectually it can feel that way, but we also know it's most of the time not true. So let's talk about that feeling we get when we think that the world is collapsing around us and what we do with those feelings. And don't forget, the Extra Love Army doors are open for any new members. You can always go to my Instagram at Christina Glickman to join us, find out more about what we do in this incredibly special community, or send me a DM. If you know me, I'll always respond. Also, it would mean so much to me and the show if you would subscribe, leave a review for the podcast. It's how we reach more amazing people like you. So let's get into it. Hello, Extra Love Army. Thanks for being here today. In today's episode... (laughs) We are talking about the end of the world. I joke, but so many times it does feel that way, doesn't it? And as always, I ask that we put this conversation into context. I would never minimize the true state of our world these days between a global pandemic and racial outcries and a political shit show and a list too long to write. It's hard and it's scary. It's a lot. And I would never, ever suggest minimizing it. But today's end of the world context that I'm talking about is meant in our everyday life. And, and truth is, it can really feel like it. And, you know, that feeling of like, I'm going to die, the world is ending. And we know, we know it's not. However, it made me think of a few things. And, and one of them goes back to a story from my childhood that really made me feel like my life was going to end. Okay, so buckle up. All right. When I was, gosh, freshman, sophomore in high school, I'm not really sure, I was a cheerleader and I came home from a football game about 10 o'clock at night on a Friday and I pull into the driveway and my brother, who's two years older than me, was standing out on the driveway covered in red. I thought he had blood all over his entire body. The garage door was open. I started to panic. Oh my God, what happened? Are you okay? And he is like out of control, freaking out. I really think like he hurt himself terribly. And at the time, my dad was still at work and my mom, I think, was upstairs sleeping. And he starts to walk me through the house. And what ended up happening, just so that you don't panic that he was dying, is that he was making something in the garage with red spray paint and the can exploded. And so the can exploded all over, not only the garage, but the inside of the house and our kitchen. And our kitchen, because I think he was trying to open it in the sink in the kitchen, don't ask why, and it exploded in our brand new kitchen. So for example, my mom had just had these new like drapes put in, we had these brand new chairs. When I tell you there was red paint in a river in our kitchen, I was freaking out. My first reaction actually was, do not get it on my uniform or I'm gonna get in big trouble. 
The second was, where is my mother? She was upstairs sleeping. We had about a half hour before my dad was going to come home. And in the meantime, my dog Tippy, a cute cocker spaniel, was walking around sort of slushing in red paint all over his white fur. I'm freaking out thinking, you're dead. Like, you are going to die. They are going to kill you. So this idea that the world is ending, for sure, like he's he's dead. So I go into mode of trying to help him. We get everything of can of turpentine we can find. And we're trying to clean this up. We're trying to do everything we possibly can to mitigate the disaster that's at hand. Not to mention my parents were going on a cruise the next day and their tickets sat out on the counter and they were covered in paint. All their itinerary, you know, back in the day, you had paper tickets of everything. And I'm literally thinking like, you're dead. They're going to kill you. I will be just, you know, murdered by default, but it's over for you. This brand new kitchen, all the things, it's over for you. So in the midst of all of this happening, you know, we're trying to clean it up. My mom kind of comes downstairs. She's still sleeping in this like blurred out stage. And she's like looking for my dog. She ends up going back upstairs. My dad ends up getting home. And it's a disaster, as you can imagine. And they thankfully were leaving the next day on vacation. So I think that's why my brother ended up staying alive. But I will tell you, there's a few things here. One, in that moment in time, we thought our lives were over. And I also think if you are a parent, you think back now about how much control you feel like your parents have when you think you're going to die over a situation and really it's going to be okay. But we thought it was over. And and honestly, for the next decade of our lives, we would find things in our kitchen, in our house that always had little chips of red paint on it because it all never came out. I mean, it was a disaster. And it was a joke that, you know, you'd be doing something like, oh, there's a piece of red chipped paint over there. And the reason I share that experience is because it really felt like we'll never make it out of this experience, right? And I think in a lot of ways, it makes me think about when I was writing the book, you know, Extra, The Art of Being. And one of the quotes that I wrote in the very beginning went like this. Your default should be the world is not going to end. Today may be great. Tomorrow may be suckier. Next week may rock your world. Stay the course, the world isn't collapsing and neither are you. So that silly story that I share is just that we really sometimes think in situations that we're not gonna make it out, but we are, right? And even now, when we feel that all of the signs are pointing to a disaster or a situation that we can't come out of, and again, I asked to keep it in the context of you know everyday life. I don't mean health issues or someone dying or something that is you know exponentially worse. I just mean in a situation, maybe, maybe you feel like you're gonna die because you sent an email and you didn't mean to reply to all, but you did. And it's, it's awful and you feel like you're gonna die, right? I mean, we can all think of situations that we have every week probably, well, I hope not every week, but often where we think we might and we're not. And so I think about the fact that I get to ultimately assign meaning to these things, right? I get to sort of rate one through 10 about how it's going to make me feel. And what I like to do when I'm in these situations of thinking it's life or death, when I know it's not, is, okay, so what what am I so worried about? What, What is it feeling like? What's the sensations going on with me? And I try to think about a situation before, like, okay, did it pass? 
Did these thoughts or feelings pass? And was there anything in that experience that can lead to something that I'm, you know, grateful for now? I always like to say, is it an invitation to something else? Because again, I don't care if you think I sit on a rainbow, but I'm always going to look at a bad situation and say, what are you trying to teach me here? So that next time I can get through it and think, okay, it's really sucky right now, but this is an invitation to more. And so in that situation, I think, not I think, I know I was too young and I didn't have this kind of mindset shift about that. Um, I just kind of thought parents lording over us, impending doom and death, which is kind of funny because now even as a parent, sometimes if I get really mad about a situation, I'm not really that mad, but kids, as kids, they don't really know. And so in a lot of the ways of all these experiences that we have that we think that the world is collapsing, I'm going to ask what is this experience teaching us? And again, if I get to assign meaning to it, I get to understand how important it might really be. How does it feel? How do I get to try it on? How do I get to learn something from it? Because what we do know to be sure is that these moments are all coming and they will continue to come. And the only thing I can control is how I decide to react to it, right? How do I decide whether or not I'm going to get this impending doom that the world is ending? Because I don't think it is. And I do think that when we kind of carry around this impending doom about the world ending, there's a few things that I know help me. Number one is distraction. Do what you, norm- do, what you do. I mean, I, seriously, it can be anything from, you know, your distraction of your chores in your house or something more beautiful as, you know, if you like to paint or something that is um, maybe not going to make your mind go to that impending doom so much because morning routines, evening routines, any of those habitual things help us, right? Because every occasion for us to try on our sort of normal life will kind of help that impending doom to carrying that around and sharing it with somebody else because I think always that sharing space with your thoughts, your ideas, and allowing somebody else to hold it or even give you some advice about it does help as well. Because we still get to be joyful and enjoy life, even when we're carrying around that feeling more than ever. Because the reality is that once we accept that those feelings of sort of dread and doom, which I know those feel very big, that they're going to come in, then we can start to understand, well, what did I do last time? And how is that going to help me this time? And if I'm willing to understand those experiences each time, it's going to only help me walk in peace more and more in every situation. Because again, not to be depressing, but they're coming, right? Those situations are coming. And I know that once I put these into practice and I get to sort of shift my mindset, I also think that I think more about the good things that are going to happen all the time and much more often because I'll more than likely have more of the good and less of the bad. And I don't mean that you are going to like fake things or or not make them real, but I'm going to take myself out of the equation a little bit that these situations don't happen to me, right? They happen sort of in my life and maybe for me or maybe alongside me, but less of sort of, I guess I would say that victim mindset. And so at the end of the day, I'm going to repeat myself. Your default should be the world is not going to end. It's not going to end. Not in that way anyways. 
and that today could be a really great day for you and that I hope it is, but tomorrow could totally suck. And that's all right. But next week may rock your world. And I will always say to stay the course because the world is not collapsing and neither are you. So with that extra love army, I hope you go out and have the greatest day. I love you. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next week. 